1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Casual KO. Getting into the groove again after taking a week off. Most of you guys probably didn't watch the Singapore event because it started my time like 2 or 2.30. I forget exactly when it was. I did wake up and I watched it through on my uh, UFC 292 shirt that just came in, you know, and uh, and watched that. I tried to drink. It was just too early in the day. I literally had one drink because I like drinking while I watch them. Tried to drink. I just couldn't do it, dude. It just made me tired. Like, when the sun started coming up, I just started feeling like I wanted to sleep. So uh didn't work out for me. But I know you kind of had a fun weekend last week. Didn't get to watch much of the fights, even though they were kind of on a better time for you down in Australia.
2: But uh what would you get into and where you've been? Yeah, no, I mean, it was cool. It was still a cool experience having it on a Saturday night because I, I don't, like, ever since I've gotten into, like, hardcore watching MMA, like every single event. And that's been like a good probably five or six years now. Literally, there's never been a Saturday night event that I can remember, apart from maybe like, you know, like a road to UFC, four fights late on a Saturday night, you know, stuff like that, but not an actual event. So that was cool. But yeah, man, I was at a party, so we had it on, but I was just, I didn't get to take in too many of the fights. I I saw Blanchfield, Zombie, um and i think uh i think i might have seen one of the other sort of um uh prelim fights or something but yeah i I, I, one of the results that did shock me was uh old waldo getting a knockout in like first round i didn't see that live and i saw it the next day i was like holy shit that's crazy
1: yeah he kind of fought a can um but yeah waldo is you know he's one of those heavyweights that just doesn't really throw even then they they constantly talk about how he used to be a pitcher and he throws that right like a baseball pitch and all this shit it's like win you know and he yeah. finally did it one time and it was a, it was a good knockout it, was, it still looked sloppy and then i was curious if you ended up seeing anthony smith versus ryan span
2: uh yeah i did see that and like i said i was i was extremely loose but um for, <laughs> in that state i thought that ryan span won um, I don't know if I haven't looked to see if that's like a debate that people are having, if it was like a bad decision or, or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah, from where I was standing, um, which was yeah, everywhere, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I thought I saw Ryan Spann win. I thought I was cashing that in, but apparently
1: not. I thought it was closer to a draw. And if there was going to be a winner, it would have been Anthony Smith. And I bet on Ryan Spann. Um, but Ryan Spence dead to me now, dude. I mean, like the guy, he his fight IQ is Cyril GaN level. I mean, just and just like no desire to really win. Like the dude has one round in him. I was surprised mm. that he stung Anthony Smith in round two. Excuse I do me, remember.
2: But- I do remember standing there a few times. Actually, now that you say that, I do remember being like, "Why isn't he finishing this? Like, he's got him hurt." Like, I remember saying dude. that for like maybe two and a half rounds or something. Man, and then, so- yeah.
1: It was nuts to see him and, and the, the, the shot that dropped Anthony Smith wasn't a hard shot necessarily. He just caught him perfect. Like it was like almost like one of those ones where the glove slides and really fucks up your face, but it wasn't like it didn't look bad, but the damage was intense. And what does Ryan Span do? He goes down to the ground with him and locks up with him on the ground instead of like just beating the shit out of him. Like I said, man, I'll never bet on the dude again. Um, he's never going to be like, any, any higher rank than he is now. I thought it was a really, I mean, it just really solidified like this is the dude, the only dude that Anthony Smith has beaten in a while and he's beaten him twice, you know? So mm-hmm. he's, he's not going to get anywhere uh higher than he is right now. And it's just kind of wild how he was like crying about not getting to fight um, the Ukrainian dude and then goes out there and when he has a chance in a co-main, which he should not have been in the co-main, it should have been Blanchfield and uh Santos, frankly, but, you know, goes out there, has a huge opportunity to get one over and get right with somebody that beat him, And then just chokes like that, dude,
2: like the guys, it's wild, but. Um, I don't know if we've spoken since the O'Malley thing either, which yeah, just a uh, not on here. Pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not man. on here. Yeah. Yeah we've, yeah. we've definitely spoke, but not on here. Yeah.
1: My five units cash, dude. It, that, that was, that was one that, um. so I was ahead. So to update people on the game, that we're running here. I was at twelve thousand and change and you were at like upper elevens last week. And now we flipped. So I'm at eleven thousand eight hundred and ninety-one. You're at twelve thousand one hundred and seventy-three. So you got about a two hundred to three hundred uh lead on me right here. That's three units. Nothing crazy, but it did flip. It flipped about six hundred units because I had that lead on you last week. And we're going into Paris, France. I will say I am going to be making a uh, French-style steak for this. It's basically uh, peppercorns and a, like a brandy sauce that we're going to make on this steak that I'm going to be grilling that morning. So it's going to be fun.
2: Um, this is a uh, 2 a.m. card, I believe, for me. So I'm not okay. not 100% sure if it's a get-up-and-watch-all-of-it. We, we are thinking about it. I am thinking about it. And the missus was talking about uh, like some crepes and stuff okay. like that like French French sort of breakfast food. Hey, I did but it. uh yeah, we'll see how we go. Maybe a mimosa? You guys do that? Yeah, I mean two AM in the morning, maybe not, but okay hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Because I usually like I usually I will usually like go to bed at ten if for one of these and then I'll get up at two. So it's right, like right. I just have like a little four hour sleep. So it's almost right. like I'm like I'm waking up in the morning type thing. Like, right. Like you said, sometimes it's just when you're waking up, it's a bit too early to drink. <laughs> Dude, I was debating just staying up,
1: and I knew, I was thinking, I was like, no, I'm going to make some bets. Like, I don't want to be placing bets on, like, no sleep. You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, I, I like to do mine live. A lot of people put their bets down long before the card starts, and when I get a little more cash, I might do that. Um, But, like, for right now, like, the way that I'm, like, the level that I'm at um i'm kind of cool with just like kind of riding into it i don't like throwing down like two hundred dollars and just seeing what happens i like starting with like 25 and like hopefully building on that but i would say you don't have to wake up for the zero uh zero i can't even pronounce this girl's name you don't have to wake up for that first fight of the night but you might want to check out that basharat fight uh which should be the second fight
2: of the night pretty so low gone. low down eh? yeah you think it's it's they're the trying, trying to push the, the basharat brothers but yeah. Strange,
1: right? And he's fighting a good fighter, Clayton Rodriguez. It's going to be a good one. There's not much to be excited about on this up until, I would say. I mean, the Irish dude's fighting is pretty fun. Uh, Loughran, that that's uh like a ty- Trevor Peak type dude.
2: I am interested uh, in the in that fight, and I've seen him going back and forward with um Bilal Muhammad. And so he's, like, not even debuted yet, and he's already putting shit on Bilal Muhammad. So that made me take notice, because I was like, well, I like to put shit on Bilal Muhammad, too. So if this dude is not even debuted yet is doing it, maybe he's a fighter I might like. <laughs> right. Well, do you see, these Irish guys are cringy, man. Like,
1: every one of these guys tries to be like Conor McGregor. And, man, I, I don't understand where all the Bilal Muhammad hate comes from, man. Like, similar to Aljamain Sterling, dude, like, I never really got it. And then after you know his Sean O'Malley loss with Aljamain Sterling it's like dude how can you hate the guy now you know like he he took that loss so well he didn't even like make any excuses at all told uh you know Sean O'Malley congratulations like he just lost really really well like you know classy 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 loss and then he talked about how like he used to have to beg his parents and, and like his mom especially to come watch him wrestle in high school and shit and he was getting like emotional and you could tell he hated himself for losing but he did not say one negative thing. I was really surprised, man, because I was thinking, you know, he's, he's kind of a cringy dude. I thought he was going to say some stupid shit. And uh, like I said, just really class act. And uh, same with Bilal, man. Like the dude gets a lot of hate and I don't really get it. Like these dudes are are good fighters. They're boring as shit, but, you know, they're doing what they have to do. And, and they seem like good sports like every time uh somebody's hating on them. So it is
2: interesting. Some, some people are so beloved and then some people are kind of hated. Did you see how, Dana's, <coughs> <sorry. clears throat> see how Dana's talking about the Marab and Aljo situation and talking yeah, I about it. how I, I think I, I hope Marab gets cut like nothing against the guy. I just think that would be hilarious. Like it just, I like anarchy sometimes and I just think that would cause some anarchy and I just think <laughs> it would be funny. Cause like, yeah, I mean, Dana has got a point to be honest with you. Like if you're, up there and you you're doing like you didn't want to take the championship fight now you're turning down the potential fight because you will want your teammate to get a rematch, and let right. it just doesn't work like that bro like it, that's just not how it works like you either you could you're you're an employee like he's literally an employee yes that's his job he's gonna do what the boss wants him to do or you get fired like yeah. it's that simple so
1: and all the people uh, that would want that opportunity that Marab has and you can't even blame aljo for like going back on his word like he he doesn't have to make keep any promises to fucking marab you know what i mean and like the dude wants that that win back like yeah it does make marab look like a total cuck man like just really soft um and and i see you've been
2: watching i see you've been watching your mma guru
1: (laughs) did he say that dude i i check him (laughs) out i check him out with some things i saw he released something about that
2: yeah, he um, literally calls him a cock. Like he's just like Murab's the biggest cock in that UFC. Really? Like, yeah, he just constantly <laughs> like that's his thing that he says.
1: That's pretty funny, man. <laughs> no, um, no. I started watching that dude a little bit when he took off his beanie because he made that huge deal and he made like the Dark Knight commercial for it. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. It was kind of funny, dude. And I was like, this dude's kind of cool. But no, I'm not a, a a huge Guru fan, man. And I think he also has a bunch of fake accounts that when. You know, they're doing the press conferences. You'll see a bunch of people say, like, MMA Juru and like MMA, <laughs> MMA Gay Ru and all these things. And I think that's him he, just He's making fun
2: of himself. He honestly does, it. like, he honestly does have a pretty rabid fan base from what I've seen. Cause I, I'm not, like, I wasn't a fan. And now I'll occasionally watch his life. There's just some news controversy, whatever it is. I'll look to his take cause it's usually just pretty comedic. Yeah, and yeah. he'll just say some, like, wild shit like he's had um who's he's had patty patty pimblet in his comments like in his yeah. live stream comments and talking to him and Al- that's what i mean so it's like there's people like watching and stuff and like i, I just like that he's staring the pot a bit so like i've tuned in a bit lately but yeah i was watching one of his live streams lately and it's fucking like a lot of people like in on the joke, in on the whole meme of it, like, posting shit about him, the the whole wheelchair thing, (laughs) like, all this shit, like, they they love it, man, like, a lot of people like that dude, which is, like, good on him, like, I, yeah, like, I, I I didn't, I didn't realize it was like that until I started tuning in a bit more, and I was like, holy fuck, people are like, this dude's probably gonna get pretty big soon, because, like, a lot of people tune in to him.
1: He's only 24. And he, uh, I don't know if you remember, he went on the Timbo uh, sugar show too at one point and they were kind of cool. And then he said that Jan was going to beat sugar. And then like, you know, he got all pissed about that. So now they like just talk shit to each other, but yeah, it's, it's a, uh, you know, internet beef, but yeah, dude, the, I, I need to start watching the guy more. Uh, but that, especially if he said, uh, if he said that, that Murab was a cuck, because yeah, dude, it, that's just the only thing I can think of. Like, it's like, you know, it's it's weird. It it is almost like he just wants everything for his dude over himself. You know, which is it, it's just a weird way to look at it. But whatever. I yeah, he goes in, in on him saying
2: he's like, oh Alger, you need to tell Marab that that he can't sit in the corner and watch you when your missus misses this Valentine's Day. We right, like, right, need to cut him <laughs> off. Like he just goes in like it's just constant like a ten minute video just saying he's a cuck. <laughs> it's pretty. Oh, that's fun. great, dude. I'm gonna have to watch that shit right away. Um. Well, let's start with the first fight of the night, man.
1: Um, you know, a pretty top heavy card. Um, we wanted to make this a quicker one. Um, not, not much energy should be put into this card. And I would recommend, man, just based off of what people have been saying, because i like to listen to some other, you know, more, uh, I don't know, qualified voices out there, if we could say that. I, everyone is saying that this card is full of traps. And I think that this first fight of the night is an interesting one. Um, you've got Zara Farron, a French woman, 39 years old, though, which is strange. Um, versus Jacqueline Cavalcanti, UFC newcomer. This is her first fight here. She's doing pretty good. She's five and one, but like she's fighting cans. Um, and this is on a uh Portugal regional scene, from what it seems like. Zara own 0 3 in the UFC, but fighting decent competition, right? Um, not great competition, but decent Jose uh Jocene. I I don't even know how to say her name, but Nunes, that short little dude looking chick she's good and she was teeing off on her but there's about a nine inch height difference between these two so i don't know how this is gonna go i lean towards fern just because it's in france um she's gonna be i think the shorter woman in this one by one inch uh so that'll be kind of interesting to see but i don't know man do you have one side on this or other because i'm not i'm not really willing to pull the trigger yet
2: I just went, um, Jacqueline by decision, just based off the record and age and those sorts of things. Like, yeah, she's, she's French, but doesn't always go that way. So I didn't look too much into it. I literally spent probably two minutes looking at this fight and I just was like, yep, Jacqueline by decision. Are you going to put any
1: action on it? Like with your, your real dollars?
2: Um, I might, might put it in like a, a small parlay or something. Like, like sometimes, as the cards go, I might go, oh, I'd like to put some money on this fourth fight, but if I can parlay up two of these first three, maybe I'll have more money to put on this fourth fight. So I might do something like that, you know, like if I've got five bucks that I want to turn into 10 to put on something, then yeah, I might. But yeah, there's no sharp bet that I have or anything for this fight.
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, if you look at uh, Cavalcanti's, you know, history she mostly does go to decision uh but again these are against some pretty low level competition um her loss comes by a three and two girl and you know two two zero zero girls a six and eight girl she beat one and oh four and one on uh that was an lfa which is obviously good but you know pfl she lost on right and um I don't know, man. It's hard. I, I want to go opposite of you, but I'm going to try and be a little more conservative this week. I'll go uh, on the same side as you here, Jacqueline, um, for the sake of the game. But I might have some action. And I I think that the value is on that side, realistically, um, on the fair side there. So real betting, I might actually take a stab, but it's going to be like five bucks, dude. You know what I mean? Like mm. nothing crazy. So uh, something to think about there for people if you're watching. Now, the second fight of the night, much better um again this i wouldn't be surprised if this ends up kind of scooting up the card a little bit this seems really weird when you see some of the fights that are after this but you got a, a hot prospect clayson rodriguez versus like somebody that seems like the ufc is really trying to push these bash brothers farid bashrat who is the uh lesser of the two but you know went the distance with um a really good fighter in damon blackshear so that was a, a pretty good matchup you see how good he is now but I'm going to lean, for sure, Fareed Basharat. Everyone's on the side of decision here just because uh, Fareed doesn't really throw. Like, he doesn't sit on punches. He kind of chills and very technical boxing, pretty good ground game and whatnot. But I kind of think that Clayson might bring something out here and kind of rush something maybe. Uh, The dude comes out quick in round one. And I'm kind of leaning with a Fareed knockout late, like two or three. Um, I'd, I'd love to get a, a round three knockout cause that's going to be crazy odds, but, um, for the sake of this, I'll do Farid, uh, knockout round three.
2: Yeah. I mean, definitely I'm on the Fareed side. Um, and, and I'm not saying that cause I think like, uh, Claydison's shit or anything. Um, he's, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a good prospect, um, beat I your, just think uh, your favorite
1: Australian fighter, he beat last time. Did Shannon Ross? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. old Shannon Ross. Um, but I definitely think for a better prospect. Um, and I, t- I would tend to lead the decision, but that's just, it's not a style thing. It's more, uh, they both seem like pretty resilient guys. Right. I don't think Clayderson's ever lost by anything other than decision. Um, and, Farid's never lost, and we've seen him. I wouldn't say take big hits, but we've seen him in fights where he's tested, where he's, you know, nearly getting choked out by Demian Blackshear, um, things like this, and 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 he he gets through it. He doesn't look for a way out.
0: Right. Um,
2: so, yeah, but based off those things, and it's like I said, it's not even a style thing. It's just like a physical thing. I, I, I would probably just tend to lead a decision, but yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty cool fight because, yeah. like you said, both these dudes are, they're both prospects, but they're both good prospects. So with different, with different styles too. You know, I yeah, think Claydison's more of like a stand up guy with the ground skills, whereas Fareed's got like a lot of wins by submission. Yeah. Um, And as you said, not really a a sit down puncher. Like it's not technically bad. He's not a bad stand up fighter. It's just not not a sit down power puncher. Um, But yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight.
1: This is one too, where if you're uh, using Underdog Sports, uh, the Underdog Sports book, going over on the Basharat strikes, uh, the significant strikes is something that I'm definitely going to play for sure. But uh, yeah, man, I could just for some reason see them kind of getting wrapped up on the ground and free, kind of catching Clayson in a weird spot on the ground and kind of like ground and pound, TKOing him, and that's what I'm hoping for. Um, just to go a little bit against the whole crowd. I hate when everybody's on one side, one method. It's uh, it's a little suspicious. But moving up the card, this is yours, uh, Nora Cornole, and a lot of people pronouncing it Cornhole, which I wish that it was Cornhole. It's a fun <laughs> game. Uh, another French woman versus Pantera jocelyn edwards here um pretty low level mma on the women's side here but um what do you think you got any thoughts on this
2: yeah i haven't looked too hard into this fight but i'm not really a big jocelyn edwards fans i, I think i've said that before i just her face annoys me it is an um, annoying face yeah and i just don't like her fight style um she's another one of those people that's like she's like a, a, a trap, like, like a Neil Magny or a, um, Angela Hill or, you know, like you don't really see her winning things and then she does win things. Um,
1: he lost this last and, fight, dude, to Lucy. She lost that. Yeah, she well,
2: there you go. Um, so for that reason, I'm, I'm going to pick Cornhole for a KO. Um, Cornhole, huh? Okay. Yeah. She's you going round she's, one? I, no, nah, well, I've, I've, what have I got here? I've got round three on my, th- on my th- topology. I'd probably pick around two or three betting wise, um, like with no method, just round two, three. I'm um, not sure what the odds would be on that. Be she does she have gasses. She gasses quick, so it'd be high. Okay, there you go. And and then now I'm like, I knew that she had like pretty much all finishes, yeah. but now I'm seeing like, yeah, four round ones and two round twos. Um, but yeah, uh, I haven't really, I haven't watched a fight of hers. I I just knew of her record and, and sort of what she'd done and yeah, hoping that it's, it's kind of like a violent fight and we get a a girl finish. Uh, I'll probably look to just do some, not go the distances, things like that. Um,
1: no, she looks like she could be attractive, but I have not seen her face. So if she's not, uh, don't hold me to that, but you know, that's a decent, Side picture there, much more so than uh, Jocelyn here. Now, again, I haven't seen her. If she looks like a dude, I don't want to hear it from anybody. But uh, she's got a good record, man. <laughs> Six and one, again, fighting low-level competition. She gasses pretty hard. I Like, you know, end of round one, even. She's, like, shaking her arms out and stuff. And I think that a, a potential finish could come on the side of Edwards. So I will be disagreeing with you here on this one for the first time. You're going Cornell um i will be going uh edwards i will not be putting any extra units on it though because like you i'm not a fan of edwards um she's pretty uh pretty weird something about that face man and it, and she doesn't even really look like that in person but her topology picture is like annoying as shit um moving up the card here fourth fight of the night this is another one that seems really interesting a lot of people going back and forth on it Angelusa versus Reese McKee. And I I might be butchering his name. This dude is one of the guys that got uh, just annihilated by Hamzat. Uh, This is his fifth fight back three years ago. Um, And then he was kicked out of the UFC, went to cage warriors, put together three finish wins, became the champ again in cage warriors, but cage warriors. We've kind of realized sucks lately, right? I mean, you get people like Patty. You get people like uh who's the Connor. best prospect to come out lately
2: of Cage Warriors? Um I know there's someone. I just can't remember who. I think Muhammad Mikhail was in Cage Warriors. Okay. Um Yeah, there I know there's someone that was like recently debuted. I'm pretty sure that was pretty high up in it, but I'm I'm just blanking. Okay. They're, it's decent. There's people that decent people come out of there. Like I know what you're saying, like in terms of like overall competition overall, yeah. is like a long run type of thing but um good good prospects do come out of it you know talent right. will shine through but the ufc has that deal where they can just grab you straight out of there whenever they want so you know they don't typically stay there for very long
1: yeah man and this is an interesting one here too this dude going the distance with jack Della Maddalena, madalena uh Angelusa is that was this is back in Cage Wars. He lost or I'm sorry in a contender series he lost that goes back to uh whatever this is, XMMA, never heard of it. Uh probably a sh- pretty shitty regional scene out of uh, looks like Switzerland. But um I'm going to be going with Angelusa. He this is another dude that kind of gasses. Um it seems like he's a big dude. He, he hits hard too. Um I think he could knock this dude out, man, but what I would really go with and what I would like bet if you're going to bet is the under, especially if it's at 2.5. I think one of these dudes gets a finish. Um, it'd be good to have either one of them in your in your DraftKings lineup if you're doing something like that. But I'm going to go Angeloose to probably knock out round one or two. Um, if you're putting a gun in my head, I'm going to say probably round one. Um, I think he does this pretty quick. And I think he's being brought back to uh, make this prospect that I think the UFC wants to do well. Um, I think that they want that they want to make him look good. So Angeloose round one knockout.
2: Yeah, I'm going with uh, Reese McKay. Round three knockout. Um okay. I just think, yeah, he he had he, he his big debut was when he came in with Humzat, and they like his team was all excited for him because like I I watched a little bit of him, like I knew who he was when he was debuting against Humzat. I didn't know who Hamzat was. I picked Reese McKee in that fight because I knew who Reese McKee was, like he was a good kickboxer who won the Cage Warriors Championship, and I was like, yeah, this dude's gonna win. And then we found out who Humzat was. Yeah. Um, and then he had a bad run in his next fight uh, with Brandon Moreno. Not Brandon Moreno, Brandon Moreno. What is it? Moreno? I Alex first name. Moreno. Alex Moreno, that's what it is. Um, yeah, and then he went back to Cage Warriors, had a good run, won the belt again. The UFC have picked him up again. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to be able to get the KO, man. Um, I think it's going to be a bit later. Like, as you said, when Angelusa may gas out, I don't know, I think it was Angelus you were referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, that does, yeah. So I, I think he would gas too, just from his size, muscle proportions, and that sort of thing. Reese McKee, he's literally named Skeletor. Yeah. He's a big, tall, skinny dude that's good at kicking and shit. Um, you got four inches yeah. on his uh, opponent here. Yeah. So I think it's going to be like a bit of a dismantling and then, um, yeah, late, late KO, in my opinion. And I will. Fuck it, why not? I'll put one extra unit on him too because I I am—I've already got um, bets on him, um, money line. So, you not concerned about his wrestling? My thing is just like this is his second chance. Like, if you fuck this up, you fucked up your like. You put yourself in his position. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like you've got you getting your second chance. Like, yeah, you better not fuck it up. And I'm just kind of banking on the fact that maybe he's going to pull that. That dog out of him, and he's going to be like, I'm not going to fuck this up, and he's going to get it, sort of get a run going. But hey, it, it it might not happen, but yeah, this is one of the uh, underdogs. I'm I'm reasonably confident on. I like it. I think it's your only the one rest- so
1: far right. Uh, well, oh, yeah, Cornwall, I guess. I think Cornwall. Yeah, was a so I mean,
2: that's it's pretty much even that fight. So right. I guess we wouldn't really call that an underdog. But yeah, the wrestling does. I did say to someone at work, I was like, I hope in those three years, you know, we've we've worked a little bit on. On uh, takedown defense. But again, Hamzat's a different, like, you know, Hamzat and Angelusa. Yeah, it's a little bit of a difference there. But Alex
1: Morono took him down quite a few times, I believe, too. That's good point. Um, Yeah. Let let me double check this, actually, because we can see on UFC stats. I think it might have been three takedowns. So he might have, I mean, obviously, take him down. Yeah, he took him down three times. And I would say Angelusa is comparable to Alex Morono. Obviously, Hamzat gets you down one time and that's it. Um, but well, yeah, three takedowns for Alex Morono in their fight. Um I don't know, man. We'll see. Like uh obviously we're going head to head on this one. I I really do think that Angelisa gets it done pretty early. And um, but you know, it's a it's a damn fight. We don't we won't know until we know. So um this next one's yours, uh fifth fight of the night. Taylor Lapilis, I'm gonna go with a Frenchman versus shit. Cowlin Laughren, I th- we'll go with, right? What are, yeah, you, uh, what are you going with here?
2: So this is the Irish guy we were talking about before. I'm kind of interested in him. After he was just talking a bit of shit, but I, I honestly I don't know either of their fight styles. I haven't watched either of their fights, and I don't have a side in this yet. It's it's a fight that I want to look a little bit more into, and I will watch some fights uh, before it happens. Uh, for the sake of this, I'm actually going to lean. I'm going to go with um, Taylor just based off the record, man, like he's had 21 fights. He's only lost three of them. Um, he just seems like he's had a lot more experience, you know, MMA factory, good gym. Um, these guys are relatively the same size. 31 is an old, you know, you could say, yeah, guys young, 27, but I mean, thirty-one's kind of your prime. It's not like he's, you know, 34, 35. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I know um, – oh, oh, there you go. Lapoulos is a favorite. I didn't realize that. That, that might have changed because I believe he was the underdog at one point. Um,
1: I think he was always the favorite when they dropped it. Um, it might be moving around a little bit now. Um, but, yeah, because uh, Tapology doesn't really update the numbers yeah, from yeah, when they drop it. Uh, but look at – I mean, look at Lapoulos' number. Lap Lapoulos is that we're going with. Look at his numbers here pretty busy striker it looks like i mean outstriking all of his opponents with the exception of his loss that came in round 3 that's wild 20 strikes thrown in a 3 round fight um and then 63 31 80 he's knocking dudes down in in fights um uh, apparently he knocked eric perez down and then still lost to him but you know the style of this irishman is like i said like trevor peak like he just throws dude hard and like he'll he'll get hit and that's what's kind of you know it's going to be interesting when he he's hitting somebody like uh double impact here and i don't know man i it's going to be a good one i think but i'm i'm tending to agree with you um do you have a method round
2: anything like that i mean from what you're saying like i said i'm gonna i will watch tape on both of these guys because i do want to know more about this irish guy especially after you're saying like if he fights like that that's that's my style of fight i like that shit it's funny um but yeah, I would have to lean with the KO. Um, I'd go out the classic round two. Um yeah. been doing I, I, that. I think I think that's pretty good. Uh, Lappalas KO round two. I think that's from everything that 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 yeah you, you're saying to me, and from what I can see, I think that's probably a good good move. Yeah, He's he'd be following round twos, the trend. He? Oh, that's um, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: His last four wins are coming. Uh, all over the place really in round two, um, earliest is one minute, 44 seconds in latest is three minutes and 46 seconds in, but yeah, man, round two, I think that that's kind of a trend here. He's probably going to feel that, feel this dude out a little bit, but yeah, round one, round two knockout, I think is live for either one of these dudes really, but I don't know if this, uh, Lafren dude can be knocked out at his, uh, current age. He's, you know, the younger dude by four years um, and he's in his prime, obviously, you know, Lapalus is too, but it seems like this dude's a, a prospect that they actually want to do well. So it'll be interesting to see how the two Irish, uh, cage warriors do, you know what I mean? Back to back like that. So it'd be a fun parlay, honestly, but I just don't know if I can get behind Reese McKee until he actually, uh, shows something here. But, um, so you're going law for round two. Uh, Lapalus. You're not going with the Irish guy, no. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, no, I'm going. I'm going with Lapalus. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, cool. And I, I am going to do the extra unit on uh, Lafran here. Just one. Um, cool. Yeah, threw me a curveball there. I thought you were going with the <laughs> Irish guy. Um, okay. This this fight should be pretty fucking boring. These next two, really. Um, I'm torn here because you got an extremely low volume dude versus an Italian fighter and you know how i feel about the italian fighters they suck is what i really do honestly think i don't think that any of them are good um you got morgan cherier okay mm, french guy the part, the last part yeah which is strange i don't know if that means like the gate like the butt pirate thing like <laughs> what that is because he does not look like a pirate um versus manolo everyone's calling him zucchini I, i'm gonna go Zecchini, uh is probably what it really is but you know this this zucchini dude. He's kind of wild. Goes out, throws, not very good. Um, I think his last. don't uh, no, I thought that. He, so he's another debutant. We've got a lot of debuting fighters here. Um, don't be surprised if this dude Morgan goes out there and throws ten strikes for this entire fight. We can look at his uh, look at his his. Oh, so I, think- I
2: I actually know of the last pirate man because I was I watched his last three fights in cage where it is live. Um, because I actually, he was, he was on Ariel like years ago. And then I was like, Oh, who's this dude? And then I started watching his fights. Actually, wow. they didn't mind the guy. And I, I just to jump ahead. Um, I think he might get the knockout here. I think that I trying to set him up because he's actually got a huge, like YouTube fan base. Okay. Like, I think he's got like over a million subscribers or something on YouTube. Like he's like the French Sean O'Malley type thing. Not it's, you, it's, you know what I mean? Instagram like followers.
1: 163,000.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's for someone that's like not even in the UFC yet. You know what I mean?
1: Okay.
2: Like he's, he's very popular. He's done like a reality TV show and like all this sort of shit. So he like, he's pretty popular. And I feel like the UFC really want to build this guy. Cause he's the type of guy, like I said, he could be at the Sean O'Malley um, because he's already just got such a large following. Hasn't even fought in the UFC yet. um. And then he gets the UFC, keeps doing his social media. The UFC loves that shit, especially with their new fucking three hundred and sixty deals, basically that they have, where they get a, a cash in everyone, every fighters. If you start a business, they get the UFC get to take money from that. Yeah. So I really think they're trying to push this Morgan.
0: dude
2: um yeah and i think he's it's a possibility that he can get the uh ko yeah <laughs>
1: on my screen uh your head is lined up perfectly with the guy on the right with the, the button up <laughs> shirt and it just looks <laughs> like you're just sitting there with that dude it's really funny <laughs> um yeah this guy uh this italian dude that he's fighting uh you know looks far less popular like I said, he he seems like he just goes out there and just throws caution to the wind. And if this low volume striker and Morgan can actually like kind of wake up a little bit and um, get something going, both young dudes, um, both similar size, I, I tend to agree. I, I you know I like to think that they're matching up these French dudes with uh, people that they can beat. So I'll go Morgan here and I'll throw an extra unit on him as well. It's not going to do much for me, but I'll uh, I'll put
2: an extra unit on. Yeah, I mean look. Sp- I'm, I'm just having a look at these, like I'm looking up the card at the odds. I may put one on him, but I'll leave it for now. Cause that's like, yeah, there's, there's not much value to be made from it, but there's also not much to bet on with our extra units in this Yeah, card, for me anyway.
1: Yeah. I don't see too much. Um, I've got something a little later in the card that might be fun, but uh, so we're agreeing there. We're uh, both leaning with a knockout. Are you going uh, round two classic?
2: What do I have locked in on my topology? I do have the round two, but I think it's um I think it's actually a possibility I think that's that's kind of the the realm where I think it could possibly happen okay unless he just wants to show off and show out you know and he runs out there and he does some crazy shit but yeah I think in my opinion the site is Morgan here the UFC definitely want to push this guy he is a money maker.
1: Yeah, I could see round one, man, just because this zucchini guy coming out there just throwing like a fucking madman and getting caught. Uh, dude's a good counterpuncher in Morgan. So um, we don't need to spend too much time on the seventh fight of the night. William Gomez, uh, another very low volume. I mean, a lot of these French dudes are low volume fighting another low volume Frenchman, Giannis Gamori. Uh, I'm going to go Gomez by a boring, boring decision. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Giannis took this. But William Gomez decision.
2: Yep, same as me. Um, yeah, don't mind Gomes, um, but yeah, he's he's a bit of a decisionator. Um, yeah, but I I think it's a safe bet to go with him. Sure,
1: I think the odds reflect that. If I'm not mistaken, let me double check, and then we can just move right on here.
2: Look, I'll I'll put I'll put a unit on him because his odds are better than Morgan's. So okay. I think he's got just as much of a chance to win as. Yeah, as I'll follow so you yeah. on that. I'll do an extra yeah. unit there too. I'll put the unit on him. So, so far,
1: you got one on the Irishman and a Frenchie, and I've got, uh, I've got an extra unit on a on the Irish guy too, and then two Frenchies. So we're all over the place here. There's a lot of different uh, countries represented in this, but, um, very European card. Yeah, European heavy for sure. Um, this one's, this one's going to be kind of cool too. Um, even though I, I'm not a big Vulcan fan, but Vulcan Ozdemir versus Bogdan Guskov. I'll let you lead here since I led that last one. Uh, but I do have an
2: opinion on this for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big Vulcan, uh, Vulcan fan either. Um, he always seems so old to me, even though he's like 33. Yeah. I feel like he's been in the UFC for like 10 years and shit. And just, I just feel like he's an old man. Um, don't like his record of, as, as of late. I don't understand even why he's the favorite. I don't even understand why at the very least this fight isn't a pick Um,
1: well, because Anthony Smith here. I mean, look at this guy. This is yeah. Guy. Um, he, he, the competition that he's fought.
2: That's why. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that's that's fair. Um, But I just think Vulcan's like pretty washed, man. Uh, yeah. You know, he beat Paul Craig by a decision. And then, you know, yeah, he lost to yeary Magomed, but then he also lost to Krylov, who I don't hold very highly. Right. Um, yeah, man. I, th- I think he's washed, and I think this bogged uh, Bogdan dude wins. I'm tempted to throw a unit on it and a unit on him, but um, I think there's other places I'd rather put the unit. Yeah, it's tempting. Well, yeah, let me. I'm doing it. Thing. I'm you doing it. Okay. Yeah. I well, let me. I, I will say I think the KO is live. I think the round one KO is live. Yeah. So I'm going. I'm, I'm I'm looking in Guskov KO round one. And while you say your piece, I'm going to have a think about if I'll put the unit on.
1: Yeah, man, um, Vulcan is chinny. You know, he got this nickname no time because he was knocking dudes out quick. But if you go back and see where he was knocking these people out inside, you know, a minute, um, it was back here inside of 30 seconds. Misha Serkinov, obviously, you know, a decent name, not a great fighter by any means anymore. I don't even know. Is he still fighting? Oh, yeah, he <laughs> I, is do, I sure. don't
2: think he is.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. I remember this dude. He fought fairly recently. Uh, lost uh, to Alonzo Manafield. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hasn't fought this year though, by the way. But yeah, Misha Serkinov got knocked out in 28 seconds, and back to back, Jimmy Manua knocked got Manua. knocked out. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. Okay. Um. Lose Daniel Cormier. That's fine. Anthony Smith, Dominic Reyes, and then these are the ones where you can start kind of like actually gathering how he might fight. You mentioned Paul Craig. This is before the Bear Jew moved down to 185. He's not touching him in that weight class, dude. I think that... <laughs> uh, dude, I actually think Paul Craig could really be a contender in this class. He called that oh, Bone so, Nickel. Yeah.
2: I think who, he could. Yeah, I'm, and yeah. I like that fight. That'd be sick, dude. Who did he beat? Uh, Bone Nickel? Uh, no, who did Paul Craig beat at middleweight? Uh, the Jiu-Jitsu, dude. So I wanted Bo Nickel to fight Andre Muniz. I'm pretty sure I said this on his podcast. Yeah, I said it to a bunch of mates. I wanted Bone Nickel to fight Muniz. I thought that was a good test for him. No, then yeah, Paul no. Craig goes out there and beats Muniz. So now I, I was like, he should fight fucking Paul Craig then. And then Paul Craig calls him out and I was like- incredible that's the that's literally the fight i want to see i want to see that step up for bo maybe bo goes out there and knocks him out in 30 seconds whatever it's still the fight it's still the step up in competition that i want to see i I just think it's so cool that it's the call-outs almost happening organically and shit so it's like yeah sick i hope i really do hope that is both of their next fights because i I I really want to see that Dude, I would almost bet that,
1: you know, because this is going to be a main event against Brendan Allen, which is a great fight, too. I think that whoever wins the Brendan Allen, Paul Craig fight actually gets Bo Nickel. I think that's what happens Um, because they want to move Bo Nickel up. They're trying to slow roll him like I don't. Next time Bo Nickel goes out, dude, I don't want him to fight some dude that literally is getting like a last minute replacement, even even when he was going to fight. Um, whoever the Treshawn Gore dude, he was going to absolutely destroy him. Like it was like, I think he was a minus 1000 favorite in that. It's like, let's get, let's get somewhere where it's like three digits instead of, you know, four, uh, upper fours, even (laughs) mid fours. But, uh, yeah, dude, um, Guskov is doing the same thing that Ozdemir used to do, uh, his last two fights. Yes. Lower level competition, knocking dudes out in half a minute. I think that's why they made this matchup. Bogdan is the fresher dude. He's the younger dude by three years. Way less mileage on him. The taller guy um, hits like a fucking truck. Uh, I'm very confident in Bogdan getting a round one knockout here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree with you. I saw that to bloke at work, and they were very surprised. And I was like, think about it, dude. Vulcan's fucking washed. I don't know why people are surprised by this. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess, like you said, quality of competition, debutant. But I still think he's gonna get get it done.
1: And a lot of people are saying that uh, Bogdan's gonna get fraud checked here. Like a lot of people are saying that. We'll see. You know what I mean? Like I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Like you're, could, you're, yeah, it
2: could happen. Could absolutely course. could happen. But yeah, I just i i i don't get that feeling.
1: So you're staying off the extra unit.
2: I'm gonna stay off the extra unit. Yeah. Okay. Um.
1: Now, now this is when the, these last three fights of the night are actually really really good fights. Um. Benoit Saint-Denis, the god of war versus Tiago Moises. Um, now, do you think there's a little bit of recency bias here because Benoit Saint-Denis absolutely goes in and obliterates Ishmael Bonfim, who is the guy that's lost every one of his fights by submission, goes in against a great grappler because he he's ex-special forces in France, which who gives a fuck? It's France. You know, <laughs> obviously the dude's tough. I'm, I'm just kidding, but He's fighting a very, very capable fighter. Um, Tackle Moises is, is phenomenal, man. Like This is a tough one to call, and I think no matter which way you go, it makes sense. Um, I think Tapology is on the side of Benoit, recency bias. Um, no one's given Moises really much of a chance, and that's suspicious to me. I am going to go with Benoit, though. Uh, I think the dude's just too tough, and I think that this will probably go the distance.
2: Yeah, I mean... I, I agree with everything you just said. Um, initially, I was looking looking towards the Moises side. Um, but ultimately, I am going with Benoit. That's what I decided. I, I did look into this fight a little bit more because Benoit kind of snuck up on me. I thought, I kind of thought he was like a shit fighter back in the day. He's kind of proving that he's not really. Like, he's proving that he is a pretty fucking decent fighter. Yeah, man. Um, I think what was his last, what was that loss? Who was that to? Yeah. Okay. So I th- I remember that kind of did put me off a little bit and I was like, ah, oh, this, what was his win before that one? Before let's the go, loss. Let's look. Yeah. Na- yeah I don't yeah. know
1: how to pronounce this dude's name. I- Elizu Zaleski. Um, that was yeah, his last. I and mean, that's,
2: his- that's pretty spot on. Okay. Yeah. So I think coming in, I, I, I had watched a bit of tape on him, kind of like, knew a little bit about him and then i was like all right he's gonna he's gonna show out and then he lost that fight and that kind of made me go ah oh, big fraud checked basically like you know he was undefeated coming in and then bang loses on his deb like debut and then that's kind of why like put him put me off him and then he's gone on a run in the ufc and then as of late the bond fight yeah, and, and like you said, the Bonfin fight is recency bias, and it's a quick finish, which sometimes can be, you know, not I wouldn't say fluke, but quick finishes can, you know what I mean? You, when when you run a quick finish through an algorithm, it might not always be a quick finish is what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't always tell the whole story. Um, but, yeah, I, I tend to, like, after the Bon Fin fight, that was kind of where I went, Fuck, this guy's actually a lot better than I thought. Like yeah. I kind of thought he was shit because he had this one loss. And now he's had three wins since then that are all finishes. And he's doing them at times, like he did it at the Canada card, I'm pretty sure. He like got a like, you know, a lot of pressure, got the job done. Um so yeah, I'm actually gonna put two extra units on him. Um I feel like this is a close fight. Um, I do agree with you that Thiago's good, but, man, I think this Benoit, dude, is just a really good fucking fighter, and I doubted him, and I probably shouldn't have. And when I I say that, I'm not talking about championship, but I'm talking about about a legit good contender, legit good talent. He's not even ranked. So he's one of these guys that should be ranked, right? Yeah. I would agree. Top, top, like, between 10 and 15. Um.
1: My question before we move on is who, in your opinion, is the better striker? Because these dudes are both like excellent ground players, right? Um, the body kicks that he was unleashing on Bon Bonfim were wild. I mean, like, if you could, and you knew that they were hurting Ishmael too, because he kept telling him, like, do it again. You know, it's like whenever a fighter's doing that, it's hurting, like they're trying to poke or face <laughs> it. Um, I, I, I mean, dude, if you catch somebody in the liver, that's wild, dude. Isn't that nuts? The freaking bantamweight champion showing them. Um yeah, I think if you catch somebody in the liver with that man, they're going down. Like that those were hard.
2: Let's see, he's a welterweight, right? Uh lightweight, I believe. Which is pretty crazy. It's a stacked
1: division. Yeah, it's very stacked. I'm trying to double check here uh where they will be
2: fighting. Uh he is lightweight. It is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well he he is a lightweight, I said. Yeah, so it is it is at lightweight too, because they're both lightweights so. there.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, 155. Okay, just double checking. So, yeah, he's definitely not ranked in that division. Um, but he could be, man. I mean, yeah, he's I mean, Dago Ferreira. Ferreira.
2: Yeah, that's what, yeah, Matt Favola, possibly definitely um, better Moicano, than You reckon? I like Moycano. I think he's got some, he's got some skills, man.
1: It's just his uh, personality, I think, that a lot of people like,
2: man. And the dude doesn't fight yeah, money. Moycano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is what I, that is pissing me off. He should be like trying to capitalize on this whole fucking thing that he's doing. He's doing YouTube right now a lot, um, yeah, Twitch and all that sort of stuff.
1: Matt Fravola would be a dope fight with them too, uh, Benoit yeah. and Matt Fravola. But we'll see. Well, he's got to get through this first, and I think Moisés was ranked at one point too. I think he's kind of a uh, maybe. Maybe I'm. Well, wrong. he's
2: ranked 18 there, so I mean that would. You know, he's he probably was probably ranked 15 at one point, maybe. Okay.
1: Yeah, I just remember remember hearing the name, but never really putting it to a face. Um, One of those kind of sneaky guys. But, yeah, man, so we agree. Are you going with a method, or are you just going decision?
2: I'm going KO. Um, Okay. Probably early, too. Maybe one or two. Um, Yeah, Ah. I I like it. All right. And I don't know what the odds are. I'm going to have a look. They're probably
1: big. I'm going to get a little crazy with this card, if I can, just because uh, it's early. You know what I mean? I'm going to be grilling. So, you know, we're going to have some fun. But uh, I have no idea what just happened there. We got in the co-main event, Manon Farrow. Uh I've been trying to work on my pronunciation, but I don't want to get too crazy here. Versus Rose Namajunas, man. Hear me out, dude. I think that there's some more recency bias here. I know Manon is good. But, I mean, the more accomplished mixed martial artist by far is Rose. Like, by a lot. Um, Dude, I, I, I mean, the, for the reason of like i you know a lot of people and and myself included i'm waiting on hearing how she's going to talk in the interviews like the media day she mm. knows that she put on one of the worst performances and was probably part of the worst fight in ufc history she knows that like she said it straight up like yeah that was probably one of the worst fights for the company like she said that i don't know if, did you happen to watch her i did interview? not hear
2: that no no, yeah, I've not heard her say that. She's very is, aware. It's good that she's fucking saying that because when she had an interview with Ariel, they were like not saying that. So hopefully yeah. she's not just saying that. And they've actually sat down and being like, yeah, look, this was, this was shit.
1: Yeah. And I think that she gets some bad guidance from her uh, weird boyfriend, husband thing.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, It'd be great if he would like not be in her corner, but I, I know that he's like, you know, somebody that helped her get to where she got. I just don't for the life of me understand having two wins over someone like Wei Li Zhang and leaving that division. I mean, that is nuts. Like she could go back there and fight for that belt anytime. And maybe that's her plan is to get the 125 belt and then go down and, and maybe be a double champ. She didn't mention that, but I really do like how she's saying like, yeah, that fight was bad before that though, dude. She's nuking girls, man. Like what yeah, she I was did just to looking Li, at their,
2: um, their heart because I knew that yeah, shorter, shorter. like her power may translate but she's is losing size whether the power translates or not she's losing because Menon fights at 125 she probably walks around 135 140 right. even maybe you know I doubt Rose walks around anything even over 130 you know I, I would say well, she did, did have to bulk up for this fight and I yeah. would say she has to she wouldn't be cutting for this fight I would say she would almost be consuming calories to keep that weight on at at this weight which is crazy like there's not a lot of people that have to do that or you know as it comes to fight week you just trade in that side of chips for a salad or something like once a week like i really don't think she this like she has had to stack stuff on to get here and whereas i feel like my non's cutting to get here um yes the power translates but it's like uh, is she gonna um, slow down Yeah, I just, like, I'm in total agreement with you about the whole weight change thing. It kind of doesn't really make sense. You beat the champion twice, and then you go up to a division. You have to put all a bunch of muscle on for, like, what? It's kind of weird. Yeah.
1: I think that uh, the UFC, so hear me out with my conspiracy on this, okay? (laughs) I think that the UFC wants a Chinese champion because of that market over there. And Wei Li is the, the easiest one. You know, no one else is going to do it for a little while. Maybe Song can at some point. Um, he's so young that I, I would guess that he could probably do that. Um, we're talking five years from now. But right now is the time that they want a Chinese champion. Wei Li's the, the girl to do that. I'm not saying Faroe's going to, like, take a dive, right? But I think that they're that they're trying to do this. They're trying to give Rose the opportunity. And I, I would imagine that they told her, or she knows, that if she gets this win over Pharreau, she gets to fight for the belt. She gets to hop over Blanchfield and all these other girls because of what she did at 115. Now, yeah, again, the bad performance and all this stuff. But, dude, the the recency bias in MMA is so real. Like, all the fans, all the cappers, all these people just go based off the last performance. And they say, like, oh, she's a head case, which is true. She is very much. She's got, like, you know, she admits to having, like, mental uh, health issues or whatever the fuck it's called. But... You know, it's tough seeing a ten and one on a girl like Manofro and just how badass she is. Her striking's insane. But I think Rose is the more well-rounded fighter, man. And that's where my extra unit's gonna go. My fifth final unit of the night is gonna go on the dog here in the co main, man. I think it's uh I think it's compelling. And I think, dude, there's no there's no reason if she didn't have that shitty performance, she wouldn't even be here in the first place because she'd be fighting Zang and probably beat her for a third time. But I mean, just look at look at who they fought, man. Like, I got to go with Rose
2: here, uh, and I'm putting that extra unit. I am going to go with Fiero by decision. Um, I had to toss up whether I was going to choose there by finish. Um, I don't think she's, yeah, she couldn't finish Takagi, and she couldn't finish so many chicks. But I just, it was just the weight thing and the way Rose is, and... But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stick with Manon. I'm gonna stick with decision. I absolutely could be wrong on this. That's why I'm not putting any extra units or anything like that. I haven't even got a bet laid down on this fight. Um. Yeah, I, it, this is a weird one. Like I said, I just, it's just weird for so many reasons. Um, and Manon is a beast, and she's yeah. named the beast. So. <laughs>
1: But but against the thug, I don't know what a beast does. You know,
2: (laughs) she's not not much of a thug
1: anymore, but we'll see, dude. Like I said, I think she had a little lapse in judgment. This dipshit fucking coach of hers, husband, told her she was winning this. Uh, She she said that, you know, she thought that she would go in there. And if it was an even performance like that, that you know, she would get the belt. It was a bad decision. That's all that it was. She could have absolutely at any time knocked out Carla fucking Esparza. You know what I mean? Like that that's an easy knockout for someone like Rose. But if it makes you feel better, everyone is on that side of Pharrell. Like everyone's saying like, dude, Rose is done. Rose is washed, which I could, I don't think is true at all. No, I don't um, think
2: that's true. I think she's an absolute fucking head case. Like, like yeah. you said, but I don't think she's washed. She's, she's got skills, man. She's a fucking skilled fighter. Yeah. So
1: we'll see, man. Like, you know, neither one of us is wrong for picking this until we're wrong. So, like, we'll see where it goes. But I am confident, man. I think that she just fucked up. And I think that there's a reason that she moved up because it doesn't make any sense. There's got to be a reason. So uh, it wasn't just like, well, we fucked up. Let's move up. You know, she could have gotten the belt back very quickly if she just tried. And the UFC loves her, too. So Mm. um, there's a reason she moved up here. And I think that she's going to make good on that. So we'll see. But I'll let you take this main event, man. A lot of people, uh, you know, going all over the place here with uh, Cyril Gahn versus Sergey Spivak. A
2: lot of people saying this dude looks like a vampire. He's 600 years old. What do you think? You kinda... <laughs> he does, the Only when you say that, he does. But that's not, not a vibe I got from before. But yeah, now that you say that, there's like so many vampirish things about him. Not in mean, that photo. It. It's only the other photo, really. About no, him he's him got the, the pink vibes. around the eyes. The other photo just is like mass vibes of that.
1: Yeah, um, I'll look up some better pictures, and you can uh, <laughs> you can t- yeah. tell me what you think about the fight.
2: Yeah, man, I, I've been. I, I, everyone like it. Well, not everyone, but you know, you hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's just, he's just going to take him down, and he's going to choke him out, like John Jones did." <laughs> man, Sergei Spivak is not John Jones. You oh, know, you see that? <laughs> yeah, that's he's pretty white in the face there. Um, <laughs> Yeah and 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 Sergei's not really a wrestler. He's a judo guy, which is like grabs and throws. Right. And, and if he can't get in and, and get a, a a throw, like he's got to grab and then throw. Like Jones just fucking grabbed him and just used all his weight and and pulled him down using like quick grabs and wrestling. <laughs> he's fucking ugly there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean then and he- yeah. He looks like he's taking
1: a shit. And then this guy he does. just looks... I mean, yeah, they're rough looking right there.
2: Yeah, no, I just think... I think Cyril's probably just going to pick him apart. And once Sergei kind of realizes that he can't, like, get a hold and, and do a throw, he's just going to be a fish out of water standing up and yeah. throwing wild overhands, throwing big hooks, jumping forward, trying to get score something lucky. And, you know... He, He's just going to fucking do what he did to tie. Um, Cyril's just going to do what he did to Ty and just pick him apart and probably just going to get the perfect shot. It's a five-round fight. And if you think that fucking Sergey Spivak can stand longer on the feet than tie two of us did with Cyril, you, you're crazy. So I don't think it makes it past the third. I think Cyril gets the KO.
1: Yeah, Um this was a tough one for me to really land on, but um I think he's the younger man, 28 years old, which is wild being that size. Cyril's got to be. I mean, if this dude's in his 20s, I'm going to call bullshit. Okay, 33.
2: Also, also my extra units on Cyril. That that last, last unit. unit. Yeah. All
1: right, cool. Cyril plus 1. So yeah, you uh you got two on Saint Denis two extra, so three total and then uh two on gone um I don't know man he's younger like it's really tough to to go a hundred percent on this and and I would be kind of doing what I'm criticizing everyone else doing for Rose um saying that gone is is a head case because dude he performed like a head case against John Jones. the one thing he had to do was not get taken down people remember people were actually thinking that gone was going to be competitive with Jones on the feet, right? He could have been, but he did the one thing that he couldn't do. And that was throw a shitty shot. Like he acted like he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't train or something. He was just playing fucking FIFA. And, you know, if it ends up getting, getting like, I mean, that was an embarrassing performance for a big paycheck, I'm sure. But, um, it's so hard for me to go one way or the other on this man, like super, super hard, but, I think I'm going to go with gone. Um, You know, Sergey Spivak's wife is fighting in the finals in the PFL. Did
2: you know that? No, I didn't. I'm um, just looking back at Sergey's, like, older fights. Like, was he a fucking light heavyweight at one point? He might have been. Because I feel like he's a... What was this? Weight-class heavyweight. What did he weigh in at? I feel like he's just a super... Um, un... Like, uh, motivated, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, un fucking disciplined, um, heavyweight. Spivak? So, something just, yeah, something just threw me off here. If you go to Spivak's record mm-hmm. and, and scroll down, like, to some of his first fights and look at the dude Travis Fulton that he fought and look at his record.
1: Wow. 255, <laughs> 53, and 10 draws. <laughs> what the
2: fuck the iron that Man just threw just me a... through a loop seeing that and i was just like am i reading this right what the fuck is this
1: well you you, you know who jay ellis is right
2: yeah yeah I, this goat. is this is like a, a new version of that but he's got more wins and losses yeah jay ellis is 16 and 108 for those that
1: don't know look him up i mean the guy y- you tell that he gets hit in the face for a living look at that dude i mean like poor guy's cross-eyed um yeah, man, this guy, he's
2: 1,008th in the United States. For He's the, got 100 uh... knockouts and 149 submissions and only eight wins by decision. He's an absolute finishing machine, dude. He's got 249 <laughs> finishes. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's gotten finished 40 <laughs> times. That Come is insane, the dude. Where is this dude? What, like, what the fuck do we not know of this guy? What a king. What... He was in the UFC.
1: Um, I just don't know where. It must have been a while ago. That was probably two of his losses, honestly, because you'd think that they want someone like this in there. Um, he's got
2: a sit. He's some got some of my new favorite fighters.
1: Quite a few boxing matches, too. Is that a boxing record now that we're thinking about
2: it? No, no. Well, I mean, some of them um, are boxing, but not all of them. Like, I think, yeah, like only the. He fought Andre Olovsky dude. <laughs>
1: I mean, he lost to him by head kick, game. but
2: I mean, yeah, yeah you're, look you look how long he had a
1: scroll. Did he fight Bilal Mohammed? Hold on. <laughs> no, this is Bilal. You just don't see too many people <laughs> named Bilal. Um, and that was at Kick Fest 2006. I mean, the guy's been fighting. Let's see, Dylan Shannon, dude. This has is he been insane, fighting? Since dude. The, he's been fighting since 1990. He fought Pat Barry in 1996. Muay Thai. Oh, Pat Barry, Rose's, Rose's dude. Yeah. Yeah,
2: in Muay Thai. So I mean, he started that... back in 1996. Well, his rec- his tapology recorded history started in 1996. I'm sure he's been fighting since before then. True, but yeah, he doesn't have any like uh, amateur bouts or anything listed here. That is yeah, insane, man. dude. I'm glad we stumbled across this guy.
1: Yeah, he's a true uh, pioneer of the game. It just sucks that he's not in the UFC anymore. That'd be kind of cool. Like, everyone's all high on Jim Miller. Jim Miller doesn't hold the candle to this guy.
2: Imagine Bruce Buffer reading this record out. Yeah. At
1: 257 to end 55 (laughs) losses. I mean, 55 losses, man. Like, that's obviously the win to loss ratio is phenomenal. Dude, he fought. Oh, I thought he fought in the BKFC. That's
2: like being 10 and 2. He's literally, his percentage is like being 10 and 2. Yeah. It's a pretty decent record, man. Yeah, it's great.
1: It's just, it's kind of crazy to think, like, the dude's been knocked out 10 times and then submitted 30 times. Like, most people don't even <laughs> fight that much. You know what I mean? Like, Anthony Smith has had 50-something fights, and this dude's lost that many times. And 10 draws is kind of mind-blowing.
2: I mean, Drawing. if you have, like, fucking 300 fights, that's you're going to have 300... some draws thrown in.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's wild, man, He bro.
2: fought a dude named Dusty Puckett. Dusty Pocket? Dusty Pocket. Wow. He's fighting some dudes that are like 38 and 50, 39, 51, 49 and 11. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, imagine being like o and o and having to fight this dude.
2: I mean, he's fought a lot of o and o guys, and he beat them all. He went on a streak of like 15 fights, man. They're like nearly all o and o guys. <laughs> Remember the name Travis Fulton out there, everybody. This guy is uh, someone guy to look has a for. Beast, man.
1: Now, did you notice how old he was?
2: And then we'll get back to this. He is, he died in 2021. Oh, he man. was born in 1977. That's why he's not in the UFC because he's dead. But, um, Makes sense. 1977 to 2021, he was only like, what is that, like 50? 40, 40 something. I don't Late know. 40s. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: His last fight was in 2019. Well, that's sad. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't,
2: um, like brain him. damage and shit yeah well we can look it up real quick that is i'm glad we got to honor this dude because that is the most insane record i've ever seen in my life let's see
1: oh never mind fuck this guy while in custody for the child pornography charges fulton at age 44 was found dead fuck him yeah well fuck him yeah good but you know, him motherfucker. You got... yeah <laughs>
2: we, we changed our tune real quick on that huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck this guy we're legend all, in us. fighting and not in life yeah we're all saying
1: <laughs> check this guy out he's a fucking hero you go look him
2: one thing the nope. first thing is that yeah he's a
1: child <laughs> pornographer
2: okay yeah. well never that, mind that was that what a wild ride that was that was uh, so I, I many emotions you, I hope, yeah i hope some of you stayed with us for that one that was a wonderful yeah. ride. That
1: <laughs> imagine someone canceling like or like like stopping the show like Right before we figure out that he's like, you know, arrested for child <laughs> porn and they're like telling all their friends about this, dude. Check this guy out. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go, dude. Ah, man. I forgot we were talking about uh Gone and the vampire here. Dude, it's so hard for me to go against uh Spivok, but everything in my body is telling me to go with Gone. So I'll go with Gone for the sake of this. Um I, I wanted to try to not get too spicy on this to try and keep it somewhat reasonable. So I don't want to pick too many dogs. Um, so yeah, man, I've got, uh, I've got my lineup all set here. And so do you, I'm going to go gone. I don't think it makes it to round four at all. Um, realistically, this could end in round one by either guy. Um, Spivak could get him down to the ground and do what he does. And, um, gone can knock this dude out in, in one round two. So we'll see, man. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be a good, good uh, main. Like those last three fights are pretty dope. So we'll see what happens, man. But um, I don't know if there. I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to get at before we get out of here. It's eleven my time. Usually this is past my bedtime here, but um,
2: I don't know if there's anything that you said we should keep an eye out for or anything like man, that. Not this weekend, I don't think. Um, and yeah, this isn't that exciting of a card. So. Um. I think next week's Australia. So that'll be pretty wild. Two ninety-three. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I got nothing. Um Burn in Hell, Travis Fulton. I guess, man. <laughs> shit. I mean,
1: we we for a second really thought he was a cool dude. And uh I kind of wanted to read more, but after I mean, after we were talking about him, it just really kinda tripped me out. Like <laughs> talking about how dope this dude is and then child pornography. So yeah, that's not that's not good. But yeah. um Maybe look into him, guys. Uh, check out what this dude's life was about. And, uh,
2: I mean, what if he got framed or some shit, too? You know, like, sometimes that and happens, I, man. I did like, like, I looked him up and it said, yeah, he, he was facing 70 years. So he just killed himself? Well, possibly. Um, I haven't I haven't looked that, that far into it. I will. I'll have a look to know. I'll see what went on with him. But I would assume from the details provided here, that is what happened. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, if he did it, fuck him. And if not, thanks for all the fights, even though we haven't watched, uh, watched any pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) But yeah, man, well, thanks for this one. It was a fun one. And, um, I like these shorter ones rifling through them real quick instead of going on for two or three hours like we have before. But, um, yeah, man, good stuff. Good luck with your bets. Uh, unless man. except for the ones you're going against me on. (laughs) Um, but yeah, man, this will be a fun one. I think we'll obviously talk and, uh, Post the the pics on Instagram and all that good stuff. And uh, hopefully you guys will watch it with us. And if you're betting out there, too, good luck. And uh, until next time, everybody, take care and enjoy UFC
0: Paris. Peace.